What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Yeah, you don't look like someone that woke up at 6 a.m. Like when I wake up at 6 tone, Tone's on the screen now and he does. Tone looks like someone that woke up at 6 a.m. You probably did, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. Not. Yes. When I wake up at 6 a.m. or 4 a.m., 5 a.m., like if I have to get up really early for a flight, and this happens a lot of times day after a road game, which sometimes those go late. You get back to the hotel. If it's like a Thursday night game or a Monday night game, you get back to the hotel like 2 a.m. and you got to be up at maybe 4 or 5 to catch the yep. first flight back. It it shows. Like I always look like I got up at 6 a.m. And I'm, I'm much older and more you know, weathered in the face than you, but you don't look like someone that woke up at 6am today. You look very fresh faced. Like Tony would say, you're shining. Shining like the lights. Try to keep this up. Keep seeing, I'm getting so many targeted ads for Botox. So (laughs) really? Wow. Don't you hate and love targeted ads? Yeah. I do most of my shopping based on targeted ads. It's like, it feels like it's like, a nice little service, but then also sometimes I'm just offended. Oh, but mostly you like it. You like the algorithm thinking for you. Mm. I'm not sure if mostly. I I fall victim to targeted ads a lot, and it's worked out surprisingly well for me so far. But then that means they probably just have all of the information about me. So when uh, robots take over, I'm screwed. I think the targeted ads are actually counterproductive in my case, because they seem to be mostly for things that my kids must've been looking at when they had my phone, which just further annoys me and makes me less likely to buy whatever that thing is for them. What are all these? I can't, I don't want this, you know, Taylor Swift homemade tank top from Etsy. Get this off my phone. Like that. Now there's one from like 5% chance that I might've bought that thing for them down to one. You could have worn that to the Super Bowl. I could have. Is it, it's a cheat code for Christmas though, for you, Jason. What did it just know what to buy? Yeah. You, yeah. you just wait, man. Spoken like a man whose daughter hasn't started asking for money yet. <laughs> what was it like for did you? Did you do Natalie? this yet? What was it like for you, Maddie Lee, asking your parents for money as a kid? How did that go? Um, it it didn't happen. We got allowance, um, okay. but it was very like that was all we were gonna get. Get allowance, so if and you... we're paying for your sports, and uh, you're welcome. Were you getting fair wages in allowance or no? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what they were. My parents got very into like, we're going to turn this into a learning moment. So I had like buckets for like my savings and my checking, like literal buckets. Okay. Um, we do that with our kids, but with envelopes. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I had buckets seems like, I mean, they weren't large buckets, but that's, that's pretty good for a kid. Mm-hmm. Like if I can fill, fill this 
you know, small bucket up with, with cash. But that was it for the money. So if you had friends that were like, Hey, Maddie Lee, come out with us. Cause they would always refer to you by your first name and last name. Of course. <laughs> of course, uh, of course. Would you, would you come, come out with us? We're going to go see toy story three or something like that. You, would you, you, if you didn't have the money from your allowance, like if you had just blown it on some beanie babies or whatever you were into back in the day, would you ask your parents for the 20 bucks or no? I, I think I, this sounds extremely nerdy. I think I just was pretty stingy about saving my money. Okay. What about you, Tone? Uh... I don't think I ever really thought about it until like I needed it in the moment uh, with the money. Like if I saw something instantly that I know that I could attain, then I start thinking about, oh, wait, I can't just grab this. I need money to get this. Who has money? My parents have money. I should ask them for money. But I never really like was just kind of just hanging around and just kind of thought I'm like, I need some money. Like I, ne- I that wasn't me. I had to see what I wanted to get right then and then i thought about money my two kids my two daughters are one of them is almost 13. maddie you know these kids you've met these kids tony you know them very well but grace is turning 13 soon and anna is 10. so they're getting into this world where they're kind of aware of stuff that they think is cool or that their friends think is cool oh i want that and we've all been there you just you don't realize how stupid that is until now until you're 40 and then you're like oh that's really dumb like why does somebody want to pay 45 dollars for a drink thermos a stanley drink thermos just because everyone else has one like that's so that's so dumb but then they they want to do it and like my 10 year old always has money anna always has money and i've heard her before grace never does because grace that stuff just flies right through that's like (laughs) it's like chipotle it's like in and out just it's gone as soon as it gets in. And I've seen Anna, I've seen my 10-year-old loan sharking my 12-year-old before. She's been like, I'll loan you $3 for this, but I want you to pay it back five by next week. Mm. And Grace is like, okay, I'll do it. Grace is so desperate for whatever that, you know, to buy some Skittles at whatever event she's going to, that she'll do it. Hey, hey I, you get ahead of that. I can definitely relate <laughs> to the loan... I pulled a scheme with my poor little sister who's five years younger than me. So when we we're pretty little, um, do you remember the the like gold one dollar coins? Yeah, the Susan B. Yeah. Anthony's or was it Sacagawea? The, the Sacagawea ones. Okay, yeah. Um, I convinced her that they were worth a lot more than they were. So we did a lot of trades. Wow. Those. Ah, yes. Older sibling. Good job. Maybe that's why I always had money for movies. But that's your right. A, that's your right. You're the older one. Like, that is one of the perks of being the older one. But B, like, better that she learns that lesson in the house than out on the streets, you know? You're right. I toughened her up. You're helping her. Yeah, you're helping her. (laughs) My older daughter, Grace, now, Grace Tony has now started trying to think of ways to make money because she's like, oh, so-and-so has this thing that I like. So-and-so friend wears uh, this sweater that I like. I'd like that, too. Oh, I only have 74 cents because I spend it on candy as soon as I get it. So Grace has now started trying to think of ways to make money. She made this flyer that she wants to distribute throughout our neighborhood and like the adjacent neighborhood of uh, 
that she will come clean up your yard. Which if you live, if you know, if you're listening to this and you live in like a warm weather place, maybe you don't deal with this as much. But in the Midwest, this time of year, when you start to get just into the start of spring, which we're getting close, there's so much cleanup that just general cleanup. It's not like raking leaves. It's not like uh, mowing and stuff like that. It's like picking up sticks. There's just all sticks all over your yard that got to be cleaned up before you can do everything else. And this is one of the main things I try to get my kids to do because they've always been too young to mow the lawn and I do that anyway, whatever. But you, hey, you guys could go out there and just pick up sticks like for 20 minutes, just, pick, just clear the yard out all these sticks. And it's helping you because you're the ones that run around out there barefoot and now you won't be stepping on sticks. Like, especially if I run over them with the lawnmower, they're going to be sharp. Like you're helping yourselves. I shouldn't even have to pay you for this. But Grace is making flyer. They give me so much trouble about this. They just, they're, every time I ask them to go do stick pickup, they're like, what are you, high, dad? Like, this is crazy. Making us go pick up sticks. And now she's making flyers to go do it for the whole rest of the neighborhood for $15. $15, she will come clean up your entire yard full of sticks, which is about like $14.5 more than what I would pay them to do, to do that same job. Depends on the size of your yard. Could be a good deal. It depends on how many sticks, I guess. Yeah. I told her if you really want to make the money, you the, the other thing that happens in the cold weather states is when everything thaws out, people need something else cleaned up out of their yard. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to make some money. Now, I would pay for that. I would pay a neighbor kid to take care of that. So I don't have to do that. Especially with dogs. That's, Jason, that's like, the only thing I'm talking about. You should just do what my mom used to do with us whenever we got money. Uh, my mom thus then became the bank for us and okay. she would hold the money uh, and until something that we wanted or we both wanted coincidentally together uh, came up uh, and we would get it and I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to McDonald's today. This is great. This is unexpected. This is awesome. Until then, I actually wanted something and went to the bank said bank, which is my mm -hmm. mom to try mm -hmm. to re retrieve some of the money. And she was like, you remember last month when we went to McDonald's? And I was like, oh yeah, that was good. That was a fun time. I remember that. It was very random and I enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, and she was like, well, that's where you spent your money. I was like, there you go. I spent the money. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I thought this was a parent's treat, you know? Yeah. But that was not the case. Apparently. No, that went on your tab. And the Tony. bank used, wow. used the money that I earned. So, Jason, you can essentially Classic. run the scam and say, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you to pick up the sticks, but I, we're the bank. Me and your mom are the bank. We'll hold it for you so you don't have to think about it, right? And then mm -hmm. we get to spend it responsibly since we are the bank. We are the institution in your life that controls the money. Um, and there you go. There you have it. And then now you pay yourself, Jason. Take out overdraft Ooh. fees. Yep. It works. We've been paying our kids allowance for a long time. We started paying them allowance at a young age and not because they deserved it at all. Because almost nothing they do is that helpful, even now, honestly. That and helps. most, most like, I don't think that in a family, and I probably 10-year-old me would have argued differently, but I don't think that if you live in a house, live in a family, that you should get paid for doing things that are for the common good. Like doing the dishes benefits you too. You also want to eat off clean dishes, I believe. But okay, we're going to pay you for doing chores around the house because 
we can't teach you about money if you don't have money. And I would much rather be giving you a little bit of money every week than you constantly asking me to buy you a toy every time we go to Target. Instead, I'll give you money and you decide whatever you want to do with it. And if there's some Lego set that you want that badly, then you save it up, whatever. But we've never given them that much. Like right now, they're they're 12 and 10 and we give them $6 and $4 a week. And we use it to teach them about spending and saving, like real saving. Like this money goes into your savings account that you're going to have later to buy a car. Mm. And you're going to be like, dang, I'm really glad that past me saved up all not that, a bucket you know, <laughs> not a two dollars at a time bucket. not a bucket no although my my little one man might fill up one of those home depot buckets <laughs> and we teach them about giving and we teach them all this stuff um but they're they've gotten to a point where they kind of even though even though they don't really get that much money although anna's always got tons uh they kind of have a sense of like that's not worth it dad when I'll be like, hey, why don't you go do this and this and you can make an extra 50 cents bonus on your allowance this week. And they're like, that, no, nah, that's, I'm good. That's <laughs> careful. They're going to unionize next. We always have had like the, with the littler one with Anna, we got to try to find things she can do. And now she's 10. So this isn't as much the case now. But back when she was five, for example, we got to find stuff you can do. So I gave her this, you know, I gave her this idea of, if you make my coffee or your mom's coffee in the morning, that's an extra 10 cents. You know, we'll add that onto your allowance. So if you did that every day, that's 20 cents a day. That's an extra dollar 40 a week. That's pretty good. And she's now at the point where like, that's just easy money. I, I, I know a dollar 40 doesn't get you very far, but I'd pick up a dollar 40 off the ground right now. I wouldn't turn it down, mm. but my 10 year old would, my 10 year old's like, eh, I'm not, I'm not putting a little pot in the Keurig for, for 10 cents. Nah, do it yourself, old man. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure. We got Maddie Lee from the Chicago Sun Times in as guest co-host. Russ Dorsey, our delinquent, transient, mangy co-host, not here. <laughs> Russ had a, Russ had a uh, very late scheduling conflict out in LA. That sounds that sounds cool. Mm. Just saying it like that. Russ had a scheduling conflict out in LA. <laughs> right. Okay? Can't be here because of something out in L.A. It just sounds cool when you say that. Maddie is joining us from somewhere in Arizona from Cubs training camp. What what town are you in? Do you know? Mesa. Downtown Mesa. Okay. All right. Um, I've never been yeah. there. I don't know anything about it. And don't judge my hosting skills off of that. I found out 20 minutes, half an hour ago that I was coming on. Yes. Happy to be here. Ma- Love spending Valentine's Day with you too, but... <laughs> See, that's the thing. And we've got the littest producer in the game right here, Tony Gill. So Russ called me and Russ is like, I'm stuck in traffic. And I'm like, of course you are. You're in LA. That's what they do there. Like Miami is famous for it. Like their second favorite thing to do outside of gang banging. Ex- <laughs> yes. Traffic is one of the uh, leisure Paying activities. All there. of the highest paid major league baseball players. Yeah, I do. Well, Tony's not making enough to even live out there. We already covered this. Two million a year. Like he, he's in LA. Like he's got roommates at that but salary. Did you go over what he's getting for sponsorships? Cause well, then he might be all right. <laughs> Scraping by. But, but Russ called and he's like, "Hey, look, 
I'm stuck in traffic. This I had this meeting that went wrong, went too long. I had this meeting out in LA. You know that sounds great. And like I could still do this tonight, but it's going to get later and later and later. And there's no guarantee of when I'm going to get to where I'm to my hotel. Do you think you could find somebody last minute to do it? And I'm like, yeah, of course, sure, man. Like this is not your fault. Like you had meetings run long. You're in traffic. I get it. You can't predict this. And then I start going through my phone, like who would be available on short notice? And I'm like, oh man, today is Valentine's Day. Because we're recording this on Wednesday, February 14th. So a lot of people probably have plans. Apparently the three of us don't. But I I landed on Maddie Lee as a possibility. We'll get there. We'll get there. I landed (laughs) on Maddie Lee as a possibility. Not because Maddie Lee is, uh, is sad and lonely and whatever, but because Maddie Lee's on work. And this is what happens when you do this kind of work, when you are a sports writer is like, you're gone on holidays and birthdays and whatever, like the sports calendar does not care whatever you, whatever like, you know, is going on in society. It runs on the days that it runs. So sure enough, checked with Maddie Lee. She's available. So we got her. That's a good, that's a very good backup plan. I would have never guessed. Who have nothing, no lives outside of work. You're our Valentine's Day backup plan. You're our you're our safety net. No one wants to be the Valentine's Day backup plan. That's usually the fifteenth. Well, yikes! I mean, but I mean, you are. We wanted Russ. I'll just say it. I'm gonna hang up. Russ turned us down. You had nothing to do on Valentine's Day. You're the least I, I have a feeling you're the least sad um, person on this show right now with nothing to do on Valentine's Day, because the reason I have nothing to do on Valentine's Day is because I've been married for 20 years and we don't really like make a big deal out of Valentine's Day, which is sad in its own way. But Tone had dinner plans tonight. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounded Tone like I got to say, man, it sounded a little hypocritical unless you had babysitting lined up because I have heard you just rail on people that bring babies and kids to restaurants. And it mm-hmm. sounded like that's exactly what you were about to do on, spo- on theoretically the most romantic night of the year, sir. Wow. I was. But my baby's well behaved, though. Oh, so, yeah, okay. I'm not going to be climbing on the seats, what? hitting other patrons in the head with straws and stuff. Just screaming her head off, wanting to go to bed and not be at a restaurant. That's all she'd be doing. <laughs> What happened, yeah. Tone? What happened, man? You had big. You're like, we got to get out of here early tonight. I made you. This guy made. This is cra- this is crazy to me too. This guy made dinner reservations for 9 p.m. for him and his wife and his infant daughter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happened, man? It, uh, what happened? Uh, so it was based on hope that I would pass a COVID test, and I did not pass a COVID test. Oh, oh no. So, uh, yeah, Tone's had COVID was, for like a week plus now. Yep. yep. I would not have even thought to ask if you still had it. I thought you were good. Mm-hmm. I thought surely I by thought now I was good. too. thought I was too. Oh, and then uh, we both tested me and the little one, and uh, we both still have it. So uh, that kind of canceled out our plans. But what we did do in replacement, um, we had to go out anyway. We had to pick up a birth certificate. So. Um, we went out and grabbed that. And I was like, you know what, Steph, what's your favorite food? We could just pick it up. And she likes the Puerto Rican food, he burrito. So uh, we ended up picking that up. 
And on our way back, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a little bit more special than just picking up your favorite dinner. So I did a detour and we live next to the medical district in Chicago on, on the west side near the United Center. And uh, there's recent they built up uh, a little kind of mini mall place of like higher end, nicer places. So we have a Chick-fil-A next to us and we have an Auntie Anne's next to us. And she loves the lemonade at Chick-fil-A. So I went and grabbed that. And she loves the uh, the pretzel dogs and the cinnamon toasted mini pretzel nugget things. So I went and got that for her as well to complete her Valentine's Day uh, dinner. And uh, That's so sweet. She, yeah, she barely got to enjoy it because our baby is screaming her uh, head off right now as I, you know, do this podcast. So, you know, would have been was... great at the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, this yeah. would be taking place at a restaurant right now. <laughs> My kid behaves. Yeah, right. <laughs> now this has been this has been him and Russ. This has been their whole thing, and and Tony still thinks this, even though he has a kid now. But it will change. Their whole him and Russ are always like control your kids, control your kids. Your kid should never act up. Your kid should never interfere with my uh, being on an airplane or my being at a restaurant or my being anywhere. Control your kids. Control your kids, which is not what ha- is not how it works. It's not it feels possible. like a very high twenty four seven ask. Like, yeah, if you have good I kids, do. it's not possible. <laughs> like I bet you were a good kid, Maddie Lee. I bet you were very good, very like well behaved kid, but like. Smart and aside of stealing from her sister, but you know, but not not controllable. So. <laughs> hey, but that didn't affect anyone in the general public. They were fine. <laughs> it just looked like a you know cordial transaction going down. There was one time I was. There was one time when my I have two younger brothers. Jake is three years younger than me, and Brett is eight years younger than me. But there was one time I I was probably like seven. And Jake was maybe four and Jake was in the shower and he just like exclaimed like somebody help. And I go in there and he's like, Jason, what happens if you drop a penny in the shampoo? I'm like, "Uh, well, um, it'll explode. You have like probably about 15 seconds to get out of there. Man, did he shower so fast? Like you've never seen anybody get out of the shower. He was out of there in 12 seconds. That is the privilege and right of the oldest sibling. And Tone, I'm sure you know, man. I'm sure you were playing pranks on on the younger siblings. You got three of them. Who me? Yeah, yeah, you, Tone. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I mean, did I you make really a hobby? Like- did you make a hobby out of playing pranks on your younger brothers and your sister? Uh, my sister, not so much, because that came with uh, some stronger consequences. Uh, from what my parents, mean? so not 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 so much Savannah. That was not allowed. Uh, but, you weren't allowed to mess with your sister. You get I mean, one. Not, not really, right? You get one. You know, oh. uh, I haven't I haven't done it yet, so I still have that one in my pocket. <laughs> like if I ever wanted to to, to use it, so wow, you are really playing good. the long game. <laughs> yeah, you gonna pull yeah, it out like at her wedding or something? Like, jeez. Oh, that'd be funny. You're maybe, thirty maybe years old. My... You still got that in your back pocket? Like, I might. Maybe I'll do it at my funeral. Oh, I've got to take some prep. Okay, I know. I'm actually I know. Be very. Well, it'd be worth it. I feel like it'd it would lift it. the mood. 
Yes. I really set a good tone. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is the worst Valentine's um, Day ever. <laughs> uh, but my brothers, yeah, my brothers definitely, yeah, yeah. I, I played a couple pranks on them. Um, you know, like when they were little, like if they were scared of the dark or something, just kind of lock them in the room in the dark, uh, and and kind of hold the door so they don't come out like that. That was that's a classic. That's you're, that's not a prank. That's cruel. Uh, that is a prank. You're like trapping a three year old in the dark. Yeah, yeah, and then when we Hold got out of the older, doors, and they can't get out. That's not a prank. Yeah. Uh, when we got a little older, you know, where we can, you know, rough house, um, a little bit, you know, the the nice quick, you know, nipple twister, you know, nipple twist and run. You classic. know, that's a that's a, always a classic one. Tony, everything uh, you're describing is like torture techniques that that spies use to get answers out of people. Like a prank, <laughs> a prank is when you like loosen the top on the salt. And then when someone goes to use it, they dump salt all over the place. Yeah, Not like, arming them by the nipples and <laughs> locking them in the dark. <laughs> yeah, just a little, you know, little twist and run. I think you something happens. Very wrong idea of what pranks are. I feel like when you have that many siblings, like something, something, a screw comes loose for the whole group. Like my, my parents both had three, still do, each have three younger brothers. And their pranks were like, oh yeah, we rolled one of them up in a rug and stuck it in the closet and closed the closet so that no, like even if someone opened the closet, they wouldn't realize that he was there. Or like, yeah, we convinced him that he could, that he could fly if he jumped off the back of this couch and then he fell into the coffee table and had to get stitches. Yeah, or we hit him with a sock full of nickels. You know, whatever. Just kid yeah. stuff, little pranks. Just fun, fun, fun bonding activities. Uh, uh, Tony Gill and his misguided pranks are brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Use our link for our listeners and you'll get a discount on the best sheets you've ever had. Incredible sheets. Silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. They got other stuff on there too. If, you, if you're more, you know, a person that likes to sleep a little cozier, They've got the flannel, the uh, the cotton eucalyptus flannel hybrids. They've got the duvets, the comforters, duvet covers. They got the mattress. They got pillows. They got everything you need for your bed. Like if you want an A plus bed, so you get a great night of sleep and you feel great, and you in even if you wake up at six a.m., you look as like fresh and energetic as Maddie Lee looks right now. Like Sheets and Giggles is the place to go. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. And uh, you get this offer with our promo code adjacent1000. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. Uh, You can bet on a lot of things over there. And I was about to say you can bet on the Super Bowl. And then I remembered the Super Bowl already happened. But... You could bet on next year's Super Bowl already. I think the 49ers I saw were the favorite last I looked. Maybe that's changed since. Maybe it's the Chiefs now again. Uh, but like you can already bet on next year's Super Bowl. Did either of you guys place any bets on the Super Bowl? I'm so bad at betting. It's kind of I'm so fr- I generally don't because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose, but I was like, man, there's no way the Chiefs lose this game. Gotta bet the Chiefs in this game. 
And then were you stressed out the entire time? No, I didn't worry about it. Yeah, even though they they were going against the better overall team, like almost in every position. You know what I wanted to bet on? This is the craziest thing. I got emailed this list of Taylor Swift prop bets. And of all the things to have an interest in bet, I I was reading this list to my kids because my kids are big Taylor Swift fans. They're Swifties. They're very into it. And it's like, what color lipstick will she wear to the game? What color top will she be wearing when she gets off the plane? And what color top will she be wearing? And to get all this kind of stuff, what kind of jewelry is she wearing? But the one that stood out to me was you could bet on what she was going to wear on her bottom half. Like, is she going to wear shorts, a skirt, whatever? And I thought, and by far the leader, the the odds on favorite was shorts. And I'm sitting here thinking like, because I am I was reading this the week before I was going out to Vegas to cover the Super Bowl. I'm like, it's going to be cold in Vegas all week. I was in Vegas for a week plus and it never hit 60 degrees the whole time. And the stadium is air conditioned. It's indoor air conditioned stadium. I'm like, there is no way anybody's wearing shorts to this game. It's not going to be comfortable. And they had on the list of odds, they had pants was four to one. And I'm like, if I was going to bet on this, which I didn't, I would bet on pants because any sensible person would wear pants when it's cold outside and it's going to be chilly in the stadium because the air conditioning. And sure enough, she wore pants. I would have won if I'd have bet on that. I would have got four to one odds on that, I think. Yeah. Are you are you cooler now as a dad who covers football now that your kids have a connection? Through Taylor Swift? Only for that. Yeah, only for that. I, when I went out there, you know, when you cover the Super Bowl for a local market like Chicago or Dallas or wherever, and your team's not in it that you cover, you're just, you're mostly looking for angles that that are relevant to your audience. So ways of covering the Chiefs and the 49ers or, you know, the Rams and the Bengals or the Lions and the Ravens or whoever it is that are relevant and kind of applicable to your audience. So maybe there's guys that you can be on the Bears or there's local guys in the Super Bowl or, you know, there's some lesson learned from one of these teams for the Bears. But the one thing that I had to write while I was out there that had nothing to do with any of that was about this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, because it was just so dominant. They're like, we need a column on that at some point during the week. And Maddie, that is the only thing I've ever written that my kids found interesting. That is the only time they thought this was a cool job. Ever. Hey, you got one. That's it. Yeah. Now I'm just back to being the guy that drives them around places. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Swifty? No. Um, no? You're a, the only it's a, one. It's a bit of a point of contention on the Cubs beat because the Tribune writer loves Taylor Swift. Okay. And like we have a really good thing going in general and i'm pretty sure her finding out that i'm not a taylor swift fan really hurt her opinion of me so we're working through it um but i kind of had the opposite progression compared to the rest of the world my sister massive taylor swift fan sure her first tattoo was taylor swift lyrics no, I that's like, a bad will, idea. No. Will listen. Oh, no. How old was she? Probably 18. Uh, I'm sorry to judge your sister who I don't know. But yeah, that, come on, man. There's just no way you could explain that to me that that sounds like a good call. Well, 
It, they're at least like a little, they're a little more undercover. It looks good. You have to. It's like okay. on her back. It looks good. I have to trust you. Right. It's like okay. not like. I I, I love that you defend your sister even in the face of oh, this clearly she's, like inarguably bad decision. <laughs> she's the best. We definitely have different tastes in music. So I would like sometimes listen to Taylor Swift for her so that we be able to talk about the new album. But like, like, eh, not like everyone talks about how great her songwriting. I shouldn't be saying this now. Everyone's going to attack me on Twitter. But wasn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can go ahead. This audience is safe. This audience is safe. No, 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 no. Nowhere safe. There, no, there is no safe place to criticize Taylor Swift. The only way that she could do it is here, Maddie, you can just lean all, you go all out, you let it all out and we'll just put elevator music over it to protect <laughs> you. Go ahead. I oh, appreciate that. Take After a flamethrower, just... take a flamethrower to Taylor Swift right now and we'll put ed- elevator music over it. Okay, go, go. I'm I'm not sure that I trust you right now. <laughs> to be No, nah, we got honest. you. No, you're a friend of the show. We got you. Yeah. You also said that you wish that I was Russ, but... That was a long time ago. That was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Now it's like, you know, Russ isn't coming. You're here. You're getting better and better and better as it goes. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, football fans who had no idea what she was about really didn't have a stake in whatever she was doing decided that she was the worst thing to happen to football ever. Like that started making me like her more. Like what? (laughs) Like she's on she's on TV for twenty seconds. Like you guys can calm down. Not even. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't, I don't really get the um, fascination with it, or the problem with it. I've watched some of these games in the playoffs, and on like I think when they played Green Bay or somebody, there was there's been a handful of Chiefs games I've been able to watch on TV, and yeah, they cut to her like every play. But I, it's not ruining anything for me. I mean, it's not like they Those miss. Would be- Crowd shots of the game. anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they're missing part of the game for this. Like, I, I don't care. They show her after every time that Travis Kelsey runs her out. Like, I, I really don't care. It doesn't affect anything for me. No. It's de- it's going to be dead time anyways. You just have a specific person. Honestly, probably not even as much as, like, Eminem is shown. I think the combination so- of, uh, of Taylor and Brittany Mahomes – I think has has annoyed people because it just looks just I don't know. Although I feel <laughs> like, like Britney Britney's almost gotten less flack because she's she was another easy target for a long yeah. time. I feel like she's yeah. almost gotten less flack now that it's all going towards Taylor. Taylor, yeah, yeah. I mean, she gets to live out her dream, right? She said that in that song. That some girl was cheer captain and she was in the bleachers and now she gets to be with the the famous athlete, right? It wasn't <laughs> her first hit. 
Well, I'm pretty sure he was like a high school football player. In, in uh, but, but the stakes are raised now. This is a professional she, one of the greatest I mean, she, of all time. She also said that she wears t-shirts, which was not true in that prop bet. So uh. tough, <laughs> tough. Said I do think fail. If, if you were able to suspend your pessimism or your cynicism and say, okay, this is a real relationship. Because I keep thinking this is one massive media entity and another massive media entity like merging into make the biggest media entity ever. Yeah, but if we just like, so let's let's set that aside for a second. Let's say they're they're in love. They're this is real. They're having a great time. I would theorize that there is some element of this is a person that didn't get to have a childhood probably in Taylor Swift because she was famous so young. Very young. And now it's like, if you think back to like, if you're, if you think of like a, like middle school or high school girl, like wanting to date the captain of the football team, this is that times like a thousand. This is like the ultimate, like you're dating, like the star of the Super Bowl champions. And they're, they're showing you reacting and clutching your hands with your friends, like on national TV every five seconds in front of the biggest TV audience there's ever been last Sunday. But let's be real. The real, the real winners are the NFL. Yes, by far. Like, like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. She was already on this like one point eight billion dollar tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She is. She is doing wonderfully. Like, this is a nice little like side quest. Like, (laughs) the NFL gets new fans. They get you know massive superstar that they can kind of hitch their wagon to yes nfl is massive of course but like what a wonderful marketing opportunity for them i mean she is getting shown like every two minutes on the biggest national international broadcast in the history of the world on sunday there is some benefit uh, to it a, for her. A, but i will say maddie a, to your point to your point aren't before showing up this, to her, her concert before, in Japan. before all this this started in september I think this kind of became like a public uh, thing in September of last year. Before that, she was up there at the time for like most famous person in the world. She'd be up there with any athlete, any musician, any movie star, any uh, political leader. She would have been up there as one of the absolute most famous people in the world at the time before all this. So you're right. I would argue that from a personal life standpoint, this is probably more annoying than anything for her. Cause like, you're gonna get hate no matter what. Now she's got a ton of people just piling on her whenever, every Sunday, like that sucks. I think, I don't think that adding more fame actually helps when you're that big of a superstar. Yeah, and it seems like it's a, it's a real relationship. Like I saw a clip uh, recently, they were celebrating or whatever. And uh, Travis was smoking. I don't know if he what he was smoking. I don't know if it was hookah or not. It could have been a dupe. I don't know. But it was salacious enough for her to ask for some. And he says, no, somebody's recording you. So that lets me know he probably cares about her. That he's looking out for her overall, not just safety, but just how she's perceived, understanding who he's with, 
and saying trying to protect that as well. And that's what a man should do for his lady. It protection goes past physical, right? It, it goes it goes to emotional and mental and all those other mm-hmm. things. And he seems to be doing that. And protecting that money. That could be true as well. <laughs> what's the what's the like swiftiness level in your house, Tone? In my in my immediate house or in my yeah, you and your house? wife. No, you and your wife. Uh, you know, we, and your baby. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, you know, you can t- take her. I, I, I think she's talented and she writes great songs. Uh, that connects with you know large audience. Like when people, when large masses of people are literally screaming and crying. Because what you wrote speaks to their daily lives. Like, you got talent. You hit. A, you struck a nerve. Um, like Cisco. with people. So, like Cisco. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I get it. I I understand it. I mean, she's not for me. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, like if I don't know if I recognize Taylor Swift if it was just Taylor Swift. I feel like you know it's Taylor Swift by the massive amounts of people. That will be around her, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's Taylor Swift." But it was just yeah. Taylor Swift, like just like out in public. I don't think nobody would. Well, like if she was, I wouldn't know. If, if she was, if, I wouldn't. If, if she was in line in front of you at Starbucks and nobody else was reacting, correct, you wouldn't realize who it was. You'd be like, "I just hope this lady orders her triple almond milk latte quick enough so that I can get mine in." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But. It, it, it goes to her knowing and understanding what the American girl wants and what their life is about and able to enact that in her art. Like that is a skill that not a lot of people have to connect with people. And she does that very, 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 very extremely well. So, yeah. My favorite part of the Super Bowl was probably the halftime show, which I thought made a huge resurgence from last year. This is another area where you have to be careful because you don't want, I think it's the Navy coming after you, or who is it? What's the Rihanna uh, group? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. the, I think it's the Navy. Yeah, you so I thought, like, la- I thought last Navy. year, yeah, I, no, I thought, no, that'd be better. That'd be less trouble. <laughs> this, this other, this Twitter Navy will end you faster. Uh, no disrespect to the Navy, that's a joke, that's a joke. Yeah, I'm really Appreciate glad I came on Thank this you. week. This is going to be great for, for all Thank of us. you, the Navy. Uh, I thought last year, and I think we I think we kind of had a consensus on this on our show. I thought last year with Rihanna, I was so looking forward to it. I love the Super Bowl halftime shows because they're all, almost always great no matter who it is. Like I think back to the Katy Perry one where she's riding around on that uh, tiger or lion or something. And I thought Resort. that was awesome. Power Resort. I thought that was a great halftime show. And I'm not a, I'm not a fan of any of her music at all. But I thought it was a great show. And so I was very excited. Um, I was very excited last year about Rihanna. And then it was like probably the worst halftime show I've ever seen. I did not like that one at all. Um, I don't know that like... You're showing how babies were made in front of kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that like the metaphor of artistic interpretation of childbirth really is fits for the Super Bowl halftime show. 
Like we just want to see a lot of flames and lasers and and Lil John come out there. Like, just, do, just do that, probably. <laughs> yeah. And she and she did such like a half effort on even lip syncing it. There were so many times where she was holding the mic down by her hip and somehow still singing. <laughs> like she wasn't even trying to sell that. So I was really looking forward to like cleansing that, getting that out and getting a new, like most recent halftime show in my brain. And I thought it was great. The Usher did a great job. I thought he was, I knew he was going to do a good job. I knew this was the right pick for something like this. Um, and, and, and I was just waiting all week or maybe even all month or maybe even all season for Lil John to be on there too. And I cannot tell you how much the people in my house hate me walking around doing Lil John little like outbursts here and there. It's only three oh, words. No. It's only it's only yeah, okay, or what. I mean, those are the only three <laughs> options you have on the soundboard Prove if you're it. walking around Prove doing Lil John. Do the voice. Prove what? <laughs> Okay. I don't do it. I don't think it's good. Oh, that one was rough. <laughs> you yeah. started out fine. That, yeah. Sorry, Alicia Keys there. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that, too. We should talk about that, too. Because that, that got super interesting. <laughs> I, I think Lawrence Holmes texted or tweeted right away. Uh, you know, uh, what's her? who's her husband? Swiss Beats? Swiss Beats, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if he liked that halftime show very much. <laughs> and I'm thinking that I he mean, probably didn't. Did you see his post, though, on Instagram? Oh, no, I haven't. No, update me, please. Um, granted, to cover, I, I think I only saw a screenshot, so I haven't, like, double-checked this. There's a lot okay. of fakes out what there. What was the gist um, of it? But it was, like, it was really sweet. It was, like, you guys are focusing on the wrong thing did you see that dress did you see that performance I'm like lots of really lovely things i mean he can't really say too much considering how their relationship started so you know nobody in their family should be talking about infidelity so just well, didn't you see like do i have this wrong didn't usher get married like that night yeah so he, he still performed the super bowl show, and then that night yeah. he got married yeah legally what he was day. still a single man so, you know, I, he, no, but he, I'm thinking that's his bag. I'm thinking, he, he no, loved, I'm thinking he his girlfriend was or, like, I'm thinking that was the last she was like, we're locking this down right now. After she saw that. I mean, that's what he's known for now. Right. Like making the moves on other guys, gals. That's his bag. I mean, for some reason, that's what he want. You saw the uh, what the he put out a notice before the performance started. Right, like before on screen, it was like, "Hey, you know, this is what I do. Like, watch a girl. I, I take them. Um, so be prepared. Well, this show is rated Dave you. Yeah. Well, this show may cause adulterousness. Adultery. Right. I was like, I, I don't know why you want to be the face of adultery, but you know, <laughs> go. Well, I'm not going to say go with God because he doesn't condone that. Go with yeah. whatever entity. Famously, it's not that. about adultery. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know why he wants to be the face of that, but okay, do you? Do you? They wanted, reportedly they wanted, or not reportedly, Lil John actually said this, that they wanted Justin Bieber in the show. Do you wish that they had gotten Justin Bieber into that, but he, into that show, no. Manny Lee? No. He declined. No, he had, he said he, 
No, you you were happy with that, okay? No offense to Justin Bieber, but well, Usher's like his mentor. Not need him. Usher's, I was... Usher's like his his guy. Yeah, I it didn't feel like I was missing him. That was good. Well, no, for two reasons: for Usher and Justin Bieber. One, Justin Bieber is too big to partner up really with somebody. He, Justin Bieber could do That's his own. That's not true at the Super Bowl halftime show, though, Tone. He, I know he what you're saying. I know what you're saying, He's but at the Super Bowl halftime show, like, I mean, I've seen Snoop on there. I've seen Dr. Dre on there. He's got it. He's got enough hits to to do it. Okay. Now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. I liked it. It wasn't like, oh man, ah, what? But what? <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was fine. It was <laughs> Usher did this. I, I, I put it. This, Usher did the Super Bowl. It was very nostalgic it. for me. It was like yeah. definitely catered towards our generation. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was cool. You know, when, you know, they had they had a little issue with the audio a little bit to start, but they fixed it and got it right. Um, obviously, the Alicia Key start wasn't great. Um, but then my boo was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when people, when Ludacris came, Ludacris came out, people got the people going. So, yeah, it was, it was solid. It wasn't terrible, and it wasn't the greatest – Halftime performance, but it was really, really solid. I think it's what the NFL is going for every year. Just be solid. Well, I'll take it after last year with Rihanna, but I, I don't know. You know like they, they, I, had a, I, had, I did have an issue with them going with Rihanna. I got to say. I got to say. You she mean last year at the time you objected to it? Yeah, she, she doesn't said do no. music anymore. She doesn't do she's not a musician anymore. She she's a businesswoman. She does other things. Like I want somebody that is a current musician that is still in love with the art that wants to do it. Um and it, it just felt like this was kind of like you can add this to you know something that you did, Rihanna. She was like, Oh, okay, I'll add it to the notch that I did the Super Bowl or whatever. That's what it kind of felt like. Hasn't she I'm turned like, them she, down before? Or did I she wrong? did. I think she did, yeah, for the the Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. Um, but at, at this current moment, she she's not a musician right now, and I, I want people that are still in love with the art and want to do the art, and it just kind of felt a little, you know. Yeah. What do you want to see, Tone? Who would you want to see? Who would be like your dream halftime next? show next year? Is in uh, New Orleans. It is in New Orleans, yes. Oh, he's got to be Lil Wayne. Come on now. Well, you know he's going to be part of that, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. He's got enough at first, to do it. At first, when you said the NFL was looking to just be solid, I kind of started to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But then I, then you kind of centered me on what I really think when you threw out Lil Wayne. I don't think the NFL is going with Lil Wayne as their like centerpiece anchor to the halftime show. Who's I think you're good Lil with Wayne Lil Wayne. City. I know. I know. But I think that I think they're good with Lil Wayne coming on as like a supporting performer, but they're probably not going to sign off on a halftime show that is centered on Lil Wayne. Mm, Taylor Swift. They're not doing that. I don't think they'll do that. What do you want though? You want Lil Wayne? That's what you want. I would like Lil Wayne. I like that. Um, Has it been long enough that they could bring back Beyonce? Because that would be good. They can't go to that. Beyonce every time. 
I think she's been. To, been she did it like for. You don't think it's been, been ten long. years? You don't think it's been ten years? It wasn't that the? Like uh, wasn't that like the Panthers Broncos Super Bowl? That might have been like ten years ago was, by now. Uh, but she also did the one. She came on with Bruno, right? Bruno Mars and uh, Coldplay. I don't remember that. I thought that was the one yeah. in San Francisco. I thought that was Panthers Broncos, which feels like it's about ten years ago by now. Yeah. Kanye West. <laughs> oh my god! Have you noticed? <laughs> you don't mean that. Um, have you noticed they started? They just every now and then you'll hear his songs on the radio again. Like there's some radio stations that are trying to kind of wade back into that water to see if it's because cool. He's an excellent Kanye. musician. Right. <laughs> yes. Full stop. But there's a huge but. There's a huge but at the end of that. My uh, my interest and my fandom of Lil John led me to. He has a home remodeling show. I don't know if either of you is aware of this. It's on HGTV, I think. But if you stream, you can get that through the HBO Max app. And I think I found this like on Super Bowl Sunday. And I was like, I'm watching this on the flight home. I want to see what this is. And it's called Lil John Wants to Do What? And it's him and his business partner. It's actually great. I watched one episode, I should say. The one episode, the first episode is great. I don't know if it stays this good or not, but I recommend checking out at least the first episode. So he has a business partner and it's this woman who, from what I gather in the first episode, their dynamic is basically, she knows all about this world of home remodeling. So I, are you into these shows on HGTV, Maddie? Yes, love them. Okay, so they take like an average house or a dumpy house and they make it awesome. Mm-hmm. You love these. Okay, Tone? Yeah. Nah. It doesn't okay. really pique my interest. Yeah. It doesn't usually pique my interest that much either. Like the types of shows like this that I'm into are usually more like cooking shows than home remodeling shows, I would say. But I was fascinated by this one. And their dynamic is basically this woman, I forget her name, but this woman that he's a business part in, in business with basically knows everything about this world. She knows how to do uh, doorways and ceilings and floors and where to get the furniture and how to get custom furniture made and what about everything costs and how plausible something is to do. And then on the other half of the partnership, you have Lil John has all these wild ideas. Lil John has just, he's just like a visionary in a good way. In a, He's just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you had a uh, an aquarium full of sharks in the floor of your basement? And she'll be like, well, that's not really possible. But how about if we did this? And he's so she's like, doing yeah. home make. He's she's doing home makeover. He's doing pimp my ride. <laughs> to your basement. In a way. Yes. Yeah. But what he does have, I don't want to sell him short in this partnership because in the episode I watched, he had such a great sense of how something should feel. And you can't quantify that. Like you can't put that on paper, but he has exactly the right idea of what the vibe of this basement that they're remodeling should look like. And their whole idea is that if you go to somebody like me, just a regular person, 
and I want to remodel my basement. And they're like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe put a, a, a wet bar down there and put up some walls and uh, paint it blue or something. And they're like, well, that's not very splashy and creative. Like, what if we come up with like the craziest idea that you're still on board with? And then people come over and see your basement and they're like, whoa, this is awesome. That's kind of the idea. Lil John takes you like out of your comfort zone of what you what you would come up with into something way more creative. And then his business partner helps him pull it off. And he comes through and he's kind of the final voice on like, eh, I don't know, this doesn't feel right. Or yeah, that's perfect. Or yeah, this has exactly the kind of vibe I was going for. Or no, I need you to tear this down and redo it with this. And it drives her crazy. But like you can't have it without both of them. I I love this show and I'm not a home remodeling show, but he is like just on top of all of that. He is just exactly the right level of Lil John throughout the show. Isn't that just tiring? Like knowing what the people want. Like, man, I just want to remodel houses now. I don't want to say what and okay, all <laughs> probably <laughs> passion yes. of home remodeling. Probably. I mean, on the and other nobody hand, will that's let, like, the only that's how the he only made it, way though. that I could do this is if I say the occasional what or okay. I can't just be Lil John remodeling homes. Like just surprise people <laughs> with that. Like, well, hey, I'm Lil John. Not, no, but you now can't. I'm, you can't an adult in remodel homes for a living. You can't just like do that and just be like Lil John, average Joe contractor and have a TV show. If you just want to be like that. Well, now I mean, I if desperately... you want the TV show, then people are going to want a little bit of, yeah. I desperately now want to see the behind the scenes documentary where he walks off after saying that and just looks <laughs> so dejected and does his little confessional, like, It's really good. I highly recommend it. Another thing I wanted to ask you guys about is I was on Radio Row quite a bit the past week in Vegas because Mm -hmm. not that I was doing interviews. Nobody wants to interview me, but and I don't have a radio show to interview these guys on. But what you do is you kind of hang out on Radio Row and then DJ Moore from the Chicago Bears comes walking through or Jordan Love comes walking through and then you can get a few minutes with them. Um, these guys came through that I, I don't know how obscure this is. I think this is pretty popular. My dad loves these guys. They're called the Cartnarks. Have you guys ever heard of Cartnarks? I think it's a series of YouTube videos where these guys go around. Their whole deal is you should put your shopping cart in the corral when you're done shopping at like Jules or Whole Foods or wherever. You're not. You shouldn't just leave it there. So. They'll like hide in parking lots with their camera. And then when you leave your cart, just kind of wherever, then they'll run up to you and question you about it and put a magnet on your car that you're, uh, you know, a lazy bones or whatever that doesn't return their carts. And my dad, (laughs) they were just, it was so weird because I, I only know of this because my dad loves these guys and I don't know why he showed me one of their videos and I was just kind of like, I, I was kind of entertaining for about 30 seconds. And then I was like, so th- they just do this over and over. This is there's like 10 minutes of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. My dad likes it. And they were just running around the Super Bowl to different tables, not even checking to see who anybody was and just handing people a sticker, a Cartnarch stick, Cartnarch's sticker 
And I think it was a sheet of paper explaining like what they are and then running off. And so I, I it was a one second interaction. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll give this sticker to my dad. My dad loves these guys. But I thought also I'm exactly the person that these guys are out to find. Oh, because yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to hit a guest spot. Uh, that's a little too far. I don't know how you left from what I was saying to that. What? I'll park in a handicap spot? Tell them, that's not like a YouTube video where they come and get you. The real police will get you for that. That's against the you know, law. They're never around. I got a baby. I got an excuse. <laughs> what? The, the baby causes me to... I can't, I can't move as fast as I want to with a baby. That means I am handicapped from doing no, normal no. things. Like, I no. need to be closer Stop because it. if like, I have a crying like a baby... like a golf handicap. We're, we're talking about two different things, Tony. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, you know? Yeah. Maddie, so, do so you far, need you to, for your, own, for your own reputation and good, do you need to get on record as denouncing what he just said? Go ahead. I, you can. Yes. Don't oh, do that. Don't what are you talking about? Oh, come on, guys. Don't. Dude, well, I would never. I would like, never do never, that. You never parked in a handicap spot. Never. I would no. never do that. Not safe Jason, for me. That being said, you guys have never done it. That being said, we, there are parking spots at church that are designated for families with infants. Mm -hmm. And I thought my wife took too much advantage of that. I thought what? I don't think these kids are legally, you know, infants anymore. <laughs> but also on the shopping cart thing, and it, but then this is not a law. Like you're talking about breaking the law, parking in handicap spots. Tone is it though? Just a quick second, you know. Hey, I'm just about to pop in. It'll cause me more effort and more work and more trouble for everybody in the parking lot if I try and go around. Trying to find no, a that isn't true at all. That isn't true at all. Right that was that is such BS. Nice no, this is easier one. for everyone if I do this. No, yeah, no. yeah, easier for you. Yeah, I mean, except for I, the person look, who needs that spot. Look, everybody, this will go a lot faster if I just park in the hand. No, Tony, no. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, There's no way your wife approves this. You do this when your I wife can... is around. Oh yeah, definitely. What? Come on now. What? No lifestyle. Oh man, I don't the even know what to say. Consistency of your what's is like really variable. Like yeah, I, I never. I, I know. On. That one yeah. was tough. I know. Uh, yeah, I I'm not claiming to be good at it. I just like doing it, and being bad at it is probably a big part of why everyone in my house hates when I do it. Which then encourages you to do it more. Yeah, I'm in that role now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the, the carts, or are we off that? We, we got so derailed, we're not going back to the carts. I don't think we can get back to that after Tony just proclaimed that he's making everyone's lives easier by parking in handicapped spaces. I don't think I'm saying something that wild. I guarantee if we put out a poll on the sports project, do you park in the handicapped spot? Or have you ever parked in a handicapped spot? It will be 90 plus percent. What's the longest that you will do this? Because I, I, again, I would not even do it for 15 seconds to run into Starbucks and get my mobile order and come back out. I would not do it. What's the longest that you will park in a handicapped spot to run an errand zone? Uh, I don't know. 
because I'm usually pretty quick if I'm stopping somewhere. Will you do it at a grocery um, store? Yes. I'm thinking that's an easy that's, yes for you. Yes. That's a yeah. time commitment. Okay. That's not yeah. quick. That's 10 minutes minimum. Yeah. 10 minutes like bah, bada bing, bada boom, pop in, pop out. You're good. What about ten, the person the ten, who actually needs the handicap spot who's circling the, the block for point. 10 minutes? That's, that's the <laughs> that's entire point. That's, that's, see, that's the thing. It's like, I never see these. I never see any. Oh, no. Because you always like, have their oh, no, I've been, no, I've been waiting no, for this spot. No. Like, that was never no. So I'm like, the odds, the numbers wise, right, out of all the people in the tri state area that need this spot, and I have yet to come face to face or and again i know people need the spot but in the moments you that don't I'm sound driving, like you do know that you don't sound like you moments. do know that maddie lee i'm rooting for this guy to get a ticket now like i want him to get a parking ticket for this i'm honestly shocked he hasn't because chicago gives you tickets for going two seconds over your time yeah it's too much effort to go into private property and do it Okay. They must be really bored and really right. have nothing to do if they're searching for. I just if, I want to get a, gave me a ticket. I got to chalk that one up to the game. It's like you, Lily. I rather you do this <laughs> than shoot an unarmed black person. I rather you do this. I'm sorry. What, what was it last? I rather you give me. I rather you give me a ticket than shoot an unarmed black person. So kudos to you. I will pay this. Okay. Ticket. That's a pretty right. pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd all agree with that one. So let me give them something to do so they won't do the bad stuff. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I don't imagine that you're really thinking about it in that sense of nobility while you're doing it. I think you just want to get into the jewels really quick and get your groceries. Well, now he's going to. Yes. Next, The next time he does it, he's going to be like, for the greater good. It, and I don't, I don't want to put it out there that I, I make it a point to park in a handicap spot every single time I go somewhere. That is not the case. Well, it's I do want to get a sense, of, though. I do need to get a sense of how egregious this is because I thought it's a slam dunk that he's going to do this when he's running into Jewel, uh, Jules for a, a trip that he thinks takes thirty seconds, but really is like twelve minutes. Mm -hmm. What about if you're going into uh, a fast food restaurant or even? Like Chipotle, will you will you will you park in the handicap spot for that? If it's convenient for me. Okay, so now we're talking about more like a twenty-five to thirty-minute trip into the store. Mm -hmm. But I can okay. also see my what car right where where I'm at and like in line. So, so do you can run out there if you're getting a ticket. Yeah, yeah. I think the act of you running out there is going to pretty much <laughs> tip some people off, clinch the ticket. When you're in a full sprint. But then I could be like, oh, you needed this spot? Like, I can I can run out there and move my car. <laughs> you're going to act like With it was an accident? Or like, I was like oh, my, my bad. Also, how are you going to know? Like, how long does a car have to pause for you to be like, I need to run out there? Like, they're not going to be like, all right, let's open the door in case this person is inside looking out just oh. in case I need this. Oh, and especially if I don't, I'm more likely to do it, especially if I don't have to get out of the car and I'm just like waiting for somebody. Oh, it's definitely getting parked. All right. What about if you go to the mall? Oh, uh, nah. You hesitated like the answer was really yes. I mean, I've done it before. Ah, right? so yes. So just like, you, just, you can just. Wait, are you saying, are, well, I don't yes. know what the question I don't know what the. 
have you done it? Would, is that the question? Would is you, that what we're doing? Yeah. Do, okay. Or clearly, you, like, clearly, you rationalize you in your own mind parking in the handicap spot, going into the jewels, the grocery store, or mm-hmm. like a Chipotle. So clearly, you're fine with it up to a half an hour. But if you're going into the mall, that's over an hour. So I'm trying to figure out how comfortable you are with that, which you just answered pretty clearly. I mean, I'm less likely, obviously, the longer that I'm going to be in a spot. Like if I'm going over somebody's house in the city and there's only like a handicapped spark space, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be, I don't know how long I'm going to be in a, in a place. Okay. So, um, but yeah, yeah. But if it's like, a you know, an errand, you know, picking up some food or picking up somebody or something. Oh, man. What if you're going to a movie? What if you're going to a movie, Tone? Oh, no, now that's we're talking too long. That's okay. like two plus. All right, so we found the line. We found the line, Maddie. It's between the the line is right after shopping mall. So like an hour, hour fifteen, hour and a half. He's comfortable with doing this, but two hours is too far. Even Tony says once, no. Once we're once it, we're measuring in multiple hours. Once you wouldn't just yeah. be like eh, an hour, right? Right, because now I like I'm. I'm at like a very I can't, long time. I can't. No. I can't move my car now. I was just stuck. So you know. Even if you have no morals, that's a long time to risk getting a ticket. Ah, gotta forgive me. Okay. Yes, <laughs> but the but the police like, you know, your local circuit court won't. <laughs> They're gonna say we want their they want their money tone. They're not going to be like, we forgive you. We know. You're, you're a good guy, Tony Gill, overall. We like you. Catch, catch me if you can. <laughs> Let's do the news. And, Tone, we are starting with good news for you, buddy. All it, right. I hope. Working, I hope. working in the handicap spot legal? Let's go. Turn me up. No. 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 Stop. You shouldn't, like, be proclaiming this, okay? No, I think I have good news for you, but I'm not sure because it appears as though Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have split up. And I know you've been waiting for this for a long time. Maddie, you probably have no opinion on this because you have other things to do. But Tony has been very bothered by this. And and this is really, really exactly what we should be talking about on this show because Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan are the definition of sports adjacent. They're right yes. next to the sports. Yeah. But they yeah. according to each of them is is adjacent right to next to it. They're right adjacent. Guy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Uh Larsa is 49, and she is the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen. Marcus is 33, and she he is the son of Michael Jordan. Uh, that another That's Pippen your main Jordan objection? Split. What? Was that another Pippen-Jordan split up, breakup? Yes. Yeah, and I, that's the main reason you've objected to this tone, the age difference. She's 49, he's 33, and then, you know, the Michael and Scottie issue. I mean... I guess if I have to put, if I have to explain what my issue with it is, you know, you were around when he was a kid. That's but your main that's problem. Is she's of, sixteen years older, so so he could have been. No, like no, it's it's not three. it's not the age necessarily. It's that you were part of his dad's at one point's best friend's life. She could right? have been his like, babysitter. It's like an it's like an aunt or a babysitter or 
you're in you're in the the vicinity of seeing this boy right as a boy like that's creepy that's creepy mm-hmm. this is i don't i don't understand i didn't understand it didn't get it glad it's over well it might be over so oh. page six and people magazine reported that they had split up however they followed each other again on instagram on valentine's day today when we're recording this uh, don't do it don't do it young man don't do it page six reports that people close to larsa uh have expected them to get back together and that larsa has been talking about a wedding it's quite the turnaround yeah yeah that's a real wild uh you know relationship arc he should not do that that is unwise Speaking of unwise tone, how would you feel about the NBA expanding? You want more teams? Ooh, uh, a watered down league, and it makes it worse. Down? Yep, nah, I am not for that. Um, look, the Bulls, the, the main franchise in the league, is having problems getting itself together, and well, it would only be worse. Fault. That's their own. Fault. That's fair. No, that's that's an excellent point. That's, <laughs> that's fair. not expansion's but, fault. But we all can agree that the NBA would be better if the Chicago Bulls were relevant and thriving. And this only makes that more difficult for that well, to happen. I'm extremely biased as a Seattleite, but I think. Well, Seattle's I knew you would be. Yeah. I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on this. I think growing up, Seattle was a basketball city. Mm-hmm. And I went on to mm-hmm. cover the Thunder. Um, which Traitor. a lot of my friend, <laughs> I, I no legit. As soon as I announced the news, I got multiple texts that said, "Started off all caps Trader," and then we're, "But congratulations, happy for you." Um, my, <laughs> my dad. Can you imagine the excitement of the city if this team was in Seattle? <laughs> yeah, it's like just jabs for the whole insane. city. Yes. Um, my dad sent me a Kevin Durant sonics jersey when i took the thunder job my mom my wow separately they didn't talk about this my mom that's funny man that's a nice little move by your dad i like that (laughs) my mom sent me a set of um sonics mugs that i still have like man so i I, that feels passive aggressive i ended up with more sonic stuff after i took the thunder job than i had previously as a child who grew up as a sonics fan (laughs) but I think Seattle would do wonderfully with a with a basketball team, even if it's not this version of the Thunder. <laughs> but it's it's a yeah. I mean, the city rallied around that team. I kn- know that there were issues with Key Arena and all of that, but they've got a brand new arena. I think it would be fantastic. I grew up in the night. I love nineties NBA. I was born in 1984. So I was just the right age in the nineties for the NBA. And other than when they played the bulls, I loved the Sonics. The Sonics were an awesome team to watch. There were so many teams back then. I just saw they were retiring Shaq's number in Orlando. Like that was a really fun team, really cool team to watch too, unless they were playing the bulls, but like the Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Sonics, those were, those were fun. And they changed their logo from that like yellow and green to more of the green and maroon and orange a little bit, whatever it was. Yeah, like the and storm's it, colors. Yeah, and it's terrible, but I also loved it. 
the reason this came up is that Adam Silver said on McAfee that Las Vegas is very much in play for expansion whenever they get to that. And the other cities that are theoretically in play for an extra team, and assuming that they would add an even number of teams, they would probably add Las Vegas and somebody else, are, you know, according to ESPN, Nashville, Vancouver, Seattle, and Montreal. And Mexico City has been floated out there too, but Adam Silver said he didn't think that would be happening anytime soon. That would be rough for Seattle, I feel like, if anybody else got a team before oh they gosh. got a team. Yeah, it would it would open up old wounds all over the place. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh Tony, you remember Rachel Dolezal? <laughs> uh I do. Who can forget? Yeah. Who could Is she forget? back in the news? Well, she was hoping people would forget. But it's hard to do that when you have an OnlyFans. Uh, she tried to kind of restart things as a teacher in Tucson, Arizona, under the name. And I'm, I don't know if I need to pronounce this right because it's not a real name. It's a name that she made up, but I'm going to try. Nikechi Diallo. How do, you, how do you think you pronounce this first name? N-K-E-C-H-I. Nikechi? Kichi? Kichi? Anyway, she was working as an after-school instructor in the uh, whatever school district that is in Tucson, Arizona. This is from News 4 in Tucson. And no one put together who she was because she was doing it under this other name. Nobody for the longest time realized this is Rachel Dolezal um, until uh, they discovered her very, very racy, pun intended, OnlyFans page. And what, I mean, that was what that. Kind, what kind of content is she putting up, though? I the description I read just said that it was, you know, uh, borderline. I didn't go like inspect it for myself, Tom. Because like shoddy journalism, right there. To be yeah, to be fair, right? <laughs> I okay. don't know the story, but to be fair, but are they mad just because it's the name, the brand, right? That's kind of been co-opted by the adult community um the adult film community uh is it just the fact that she has one or what the content base is what she's putting up is the issue i think without having examined it myself i would say based on the article i read it was not appropriate for the age of students she was teaching uh she was she was she was open okay we got to get Russ on it. We got to get Russ on the case. We'll I'm so sorry that I'm not Russ. <laughs> we'll put our investigative team on that. All right. Finally, well, Maddie, one of my favorite things is uh, when the border, the Customs and Border Patrol in any country catches animal smugglers because it's always crazy to me that these people think they're going to get away with it, that they have a prairie dog or gerbil or something taped inside their underwear, or they've got a, a, a lizard somewhere on their person and they just think security is not going to catch this. TSA or whatever the other country's equivalent of TSA, uh, whatever they call that department, isn't going to notice this thing like wriggling around under my shirt. 
Um, but this one was a little bit different. This was not someone trying to smuggle in animals to sell. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol dogs caught somebody at Boston Logan Airport with four dead and dehydrated monkeys in their luggage. This was a person coming in from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And this is basically, this is meant to be food. So this is basically like monkey jerky. Like, I don't know if you eat beef jerky or turkey jerky or things like that, even salmon jerky. But this was meant to be monkey jerky, basically. Uh, the traveler said, the dog sniffed this out and found it. The traveler said that he had brought this back with him from the Congo for his own consumption. How many did you say it was? Four. Yeah, and there's like a photo. Monkeys? Yeah, I, I don't recommend checking out the photo. It was a little upsetting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this is usually referred this is usually referred to as bushmeat. And the reason that it's illegal to bring that into the United States is because a lot of disease, including Ebola, according to the US Customs and Border Patrol, can be spread through a kind of unprocessed, untreated meat like this. Uh, the man originally declared on his customs declaration that he had dried fish with him, which probably would have been fine, but dried monkeys is not going to work. And um, I will say, though, in his defense, this appears to be generally, from what I can tell, kind of just a from reading the Associated Press story about it, a misunderstanding because Customs and Border Patrol did not file any charges in this case. They did, however, send off these four dehydrated monkeys to the CDC to be destroyed. It seems like a weird line to draw. I'm going to be honest. Well, you can okay. spread, there's a lot of disease that could come through. I mean, that's a concern. And they didn't find them or nothing? No, no charges filed. They confiscated the luggage, and I assume they ran tests on all the luggage, and then they destroyed the monkey that he that this person brought back. What's worse, that or parking in a handicap spot? <laughs> handicap spot. <laughs> this is gonna be your new way to justify everything. <laughs> well, that's 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 worse than what I do. Okay, that's the news. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, thanks, Maddie, for sitting through this. Thanks to Sheets and Giggles for sponsoring Tony Gill. I assume that's over as of this episode's release. Uh, Tony Gill to this point has been brought to you by SheetsGiggles.com slash SA. That's the special link for our listeners where you can go and get a discount on the most comfortable, uh, just silkiest, smoothest sheets you will ever sleep on. And I'm telling you, man, if there's one place you want to spend money, your bed makes a lot of sense. Like you, Maddie, the, the, hmm? not I was gonna say like Maddie. We we love sheets and giggles. They get us. We get them. Their last promo code hilarious. We will tell you because we don't want to confuse people. We'll tell you after we're done recording, but it was hilarious. It was yeah. for a I Valentine's sale, which has passed I'm, by the time people have heard this. Okay. Yeah, in my Airbnb, have a whole situation 
would have really loved some uh, some nice sheets and pillows. To I have this happen all the time at hotels and. Sometimes I don't stay at great hotels. Like last week, I stayed at this hotel in Vegas called the Tropicana, which is the one that they're tearing down to build the A's ballpark. And it's closing down permanently at the beginning of April, and it shows. There is a 100% we're out of here vibe. Um, But I stay at a lot of nice hotels too. And even then, I'm like, these sheets are not as good. This pillow is not as good. This mattress is not as good. Is what I have at home from Sheets and Giggles. So it makes me very happy to get home and sleep in my own bed, fully decked out in Sheets and Giggles. I love everything these guys have. Like, we do ad reads for them, sure. Okay, they pay us to do that. But I tell people all the time, off mic, all the time, my friends, family, I'm like, this is the real thing. you got to get this. The sheet set, if you're only ever going to get one thing from Sheets and Giggles, get the sheet set. 100% eucalyptus fibers. It is the most comfortable bedding I have ever had, ever. It's not even close. Like you might have thought you were buying nice sheets and then you'll buy these and see what nice sheets actually are like. The only thing that I wish they made was like bassinet size or like crib size. They make crib sheets, don't they make crib sheets. What? Yeah, they sell crib sheets. I'm not kidding. Oh, okay. 100% they do. Hey, go to Sheets and Giggles. Check it out. Go to Sheets and Giggles. Whatever you need. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Okay, but you could go to Sheets and Giggles. You could do what Tony's saying. Just go to Sheets, Giggles, whatever. And and sure, great. But if you go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA, the link they made for our listeners, you get an extra discount on it too. Like It's a great deal on great sheets. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Use our promo code adjacent1000 and get this offer. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. That's promo code adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Maddie Lee, you were a fantastic fill in. Better than Russ? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did better tonight. Because I'm present. I mean, what choice do I have? It's what I have to say. <laughs> but I also think it, I mean, I think you did better than Russ would have done tonight. Russ might have had to join us from the back of, uh, of a lift or something. And instead, we got right. Maddie Lee. We got professional. We got friend of the show. We got somebody that mm-hmm. gets us. Like, this was great. This was fantastic. Take that. Me, we would me have had no you prep. on on purpose. That's the best compliment I could give you. We would have had you on on purpose. Not this week, wow. but a different week. We would have had you on on purpose. I'm honored. <laughs> That's my All right. best Valentine's Day ever. I hope it was. I hope it was. It was for me, too. Thanks. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.